Hello, sisters. Welcome back to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And today we are diving into part two of this little episode series with Intentional Mama of the Month from the Mom Life Balance community on Facebook, Emily Diaz. Be sure to go back and listen to part one of this episode 195, where I encourage Emily to give herself grace and enjoy the sweet season of newborn life. I share tips and solutions on how to have intentional quality time with God with a newborn and more. But today we are diving into a little bit more of the hard to hear stuff. We're diving into healthy boundaries. We're talking about morning routines, nighttime routines, healthy sleep habits, and so much more. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. You want to live a life that brings glory to God. You want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. You want to please the Lord. You want to know that you followed him and did everything that you could while you have this time here on earth. Sisters, we cannot do this if we are not seeking him. We cannot do this if we are not getting in God's word. If we are not reading our Bible and praying We cannot do this if we do not have this connected relationship with him, if we are not rooted and grounded in Christ. I know as a busy mom myself, how much of a struggle it can truly be to get in his word, to seek him consistently, especially with all of the noise that religion and culture and this information age of social media and so much more has in our face. God is not in our face saying, hey, pay attention to me like your three-year-old is. And we can find excuse after excuse, reason after reason, distraction after distraction to not seek him. Sisters, I want you to fully understand the importance that this is, that seeking him first is. And so I invite you to join me in the Connect With God Consistency Challenge. We are doing this live for five days. We are connecting with God. We're going to deepen your faith. We're going to grow in relationship with him. It's going to be 10 minutes of teaching, 10 minutes of Q&A and coaching, and then 10 minutes of homework for you to do each day. I know that you can find 30 minutes in your day to connect with God for five days. And that is just going to be the start of this connecting with him consistently. Okay. This is just the beginning. This is just the first step for you to take to develop this deeply rooted relationship with him 
to start the process of getting quiet and getting in his word. So I will see you in the Connect with God Consistency Challenge starting September 18th. Go to intentionalabundance.life backslash connect with God or click the link in the show notes and I will see you inside. Don't delay, sister, because you know you need this challenge and we are already starting the pre-party, giving away prizes and so much more. I'll see you there. And now we are going to dive into part two of this episode with Emily Diaz, and we are talking about some of that hard stuff. We're going to be talking about healthy nighttime routines to create healthy morning routines, healthy sleep habits, and just the importance of fostering this positive relationship with God in your life. Obviously, there's a lot at play here, right? You're a new mom, which is like, that's the big glaring thing of like, well, I'm a new mom. I have this baby. I'm lacking sleep, usually tired because you're waking up, you know, all throughout the night. Um, But then like, like that's the big glaring, like red sign that's shining is like, but I'm a new mom. And so how do I find my time with God? But there can be so many other things that come into play and One of the number one tips that I always like to give people is to make sure that you have a solid nighttime routine, to make sure that you have a solid morning routine, because obviously if you don't have a solid nighttime routine and you're staying up super late, obviously, again, baby comes into this, that trickles in and can affect your, your morning routine. And then in all of this right together, boundaries come into play. If you want to have a powerful relationship with God. It involves seeking him, right? And he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So all the worries that you have as a mom, especially as a new mom and a homemaker and a wife and all the people texting you and what's happening on social media and all these things, right? If we seek God first, he is faithful and true to give us his peace that surpasses understanding and to meet us in those places, right? And so if we want to live that with, with that level of peace, we have to be willing to go and seek him. And so I'm a huge advocate for first thing in the morning. With all that being said, one of the biggest things that my husband and I did that transformed like a huge part of our life and existence is removing electronics and our phones out of our room. And I know it's a hard shift. In the first couple of nights, it's like we were staying up way too late, just standing in the living room, like checking all the last minute stuff before we plug it in and go to our room. But it's been years now and it eliminates so much of that. I got to get my text messages and, um, and check social media and whatever. First thing in the morning, it allows us that breathing room. We can wake up We pray, we go to the bathroom, you know, take our meds, drink a glass of water. We can go and grab our Bible and actually read it. And we still haven't even looked at our phone and the craziness that's going on in the day. So we don't know who's emailed us, who's texted us, what's going on on social media. God has that time first. And so whatever way that looks like for you, right? It doesn't, I don't mean you have to get your phone and plug it in, you know, in the living room right now. But finding a way that you could set some boundaries for yourself, thinking about the outcome that you desire and working backwards, right? You know you want to spend more time with him, but here's all the things that are standing in the way. What kind of things can you easily shift or remove that temptation or that stumbling block so that you can find that outcome? And if that means, you know, choosing to not look at your phone first and instead opening your paper Bible, your physical Bible, 
um, that can be a really, really powerful thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. What's coming up? A challenge. <laughs> yes, a challenge. Absolutely. That's what we're here for, right? Um, <laughs> what what challenges do you foresee? Um, the whole well with my phone, I do tend to like, you know, be on it like after we put her to bed because we are trying to start a routine with her, even though she's small. But so far she's been doing good. Right now, what we're doing is we put her to bed at nine. And my husband and I kind of spend like that hour together. And then at 10, we go join her in the room. And we, um, if she's asleep, obviously we'll try our best to fall asleep. But I do catch us both like kind of like on our phones, like talking at the same time with each other. And then like kind of just catching up before bed. So I feel like we could possibly do that before actually going to bed with her. And we could leave our phones here in the living room. I'm actually looking at a table that we have here and it's quite empty and it has a plug right next to it so you know it's like a challenge but at the same time I feel like the Lord deserves that time with us and whether it's you know in the morning or in the night like we always tend to do our best to pray together as um, a married couple so it is a bit challenging um, to do that at night since we both have like our phones there and I'll be quite honest, not all the time do we do it. One of us will eventually fall asleep before us and then the other one will still be up. But I feel that it does help if we were to try our best and leave our phones out here. So it's something that I'm going to kind of like put us up to the challenge for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can even try it for a few days. Try it for one day. Obviously talk to your husband about it first, right? And see, right. because if, if he says no, and you're the only one that has your phone out there, then, you know, it, it makes it more difficult, right? But when you're unified and you're able to go into that together, it can totally change everything. Um, one of the things that came up for me when you were sharing um, was just all these other facts and statistics that are tied to this, right? When you, um, when you have your phone in your room and you're looking at it before bed, it's emitting that blue light and that can cause your brain to be stimulated for your sleep to not be, um, as good of quality of sleep. So even though you might be giving yourself a sleep allowance of time, your brain is not finding that rest and your body finding that detox because of the light. And the other thing that was coming up for me was thinking about, um, just the intimacy that it restores in your marriage too. And just that connectivity between you and your spouse, but then your family as a whole, because, um, you know, my husband and I, there were nights I remember I used to be up until sometimes two o'clock in the morning, looking at my phone when I had to be up at like six or 7am to go to work because my phone was right there in my room. And I just needed to roll over and plug it in and go to sleep. Um, it was just really, really unhealthy. But since we've removed that from our home too, like now we lay in bed and we have conversations, not conversations where somebody's distracted in the scroll or whatever else, but like genuine conversations about, you know, our desires, our worries, our, our, you know, future, um, about our day about our feelings and so much more. It can create that space for intimacy in your marriage too. So, um, I'm just thinking about this like amazing outcome, right. That, that I get to live in and, and it took some hard steps to getting there, but starting out with these healthy bedtime habits and healthy, healthy sleep habits, 
that um, connection between your spouse now that the phone's not in the room, the deeper quality sleep that you're going to get so that um, you have that that energy to wake up in the morning, plus the gap between you waking up in your phone that creates that allowable space for you to go seek God first thing in the morning versus um, versus, you know, going to your phone and checking social media and so on and so forth. But I don't want to leave you with just that because um, I've got a couple other podcast episodes that might be really helpful to you too. Episode 72 talks about five reasons quiet time with God is essential to life, which could be really good to help grow and build that motivation um, in you to get up and, and make that priority. But it doesn't just have to be in the morning. I also have episode 75 that talks about 10 ways to find God time as a busy mom. And so it's not just getting up early in the morning and opening your paper Bible. There are so many other other ways that we can find God time. Um, And 10 of them are in that podcast episode. And the last thing that I wanted to share with you was to find an accountability partner. Somebody, um, you know, I don't know what it looks like in getting up in the morning with your spouse. Um, but now that's what me and my spouse try to do on four days of the week that he does go to work is I make a point to get up with him. And so he wakes up, you know, and has to go to work hours before our kids wake up. Granted the baby, you know, as time goes on, listen, I want to encourage you. It's only eight months. And this angel baby we've got is already sleeping through the night, most nights, right? I'll get up and and give him a bottle maybe one or two times some nights of the week. But now it's to the point I can get up with my spouse between 4.30 and 5. He showers and gets ready for the day. We're able to pray and then he leaves for work. And I have just the house quiet to myself for often a couple of hours in the morning before my kids wake up. So that time is coming for you quickly. Um. But what I'm the point of what I'm saying is he has become my accountability partner that I get up with him now. And we have that moment together before I then am able to go have my God time and then dive into some work. Prior to that, I had an accountability partner and a couple of friends, even friends that lived four time zones away in a different state on the other side of the country, we would get up and we would meet together on a Zoom. And the goal was just 15 minutes on Zoom where we were each able to just like say hi, like we were awake, we met each other there. None of us were going to bed after that. Um, We were able to say, hey, these are our intentions for the day. You know, sometimes we would do a devotion together Um, and it wasn't every day. It was three days a week or, you know, five days a week or whatever that looked like. Maybe it looks like calling a friend or um, texting somebody, but having accountability partner that you check in with And again, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. It could be, you're just going to check in with each other sometime throughout the day and, and share what God showed you today or what came from your time with God that day, or what you learned from the verse that you read that day or whatever it is. I have found, um, through the formerly named she rises challenge, that was super helpful because there were days that I didn't get up first thing in the morning and have my quiet time with God, but instead of just saying, well, I blew it. I was able to still, you know, prioritize worship music or listen to that sermon online or listen to this podcast or do a devotion or something else that allowed me to connect with God and have that time with him each day that then I could, I could go to my accountability partner and say, Hey, this is what happened. 
And if I ever found a day where I was going to text her and say, nope, didn't make time for God today, I would first go to my Bible app or open up my Bible and spend at least five minutes saying, I'm here for you, God. Like, what do you got for me? Like, I'm making this time for you. And then I would go check in with my accountability partner. And it just, it just puts that level of accountability in place for you. Right. So there's a lot there. I know that, um, I, I don't have any, um, podcast episodes right off the top of my head about going through that transition of, um, necessarily homemaking with a new baby, but, um, starting at episode 144, uh, I had, um, we started this spring cleaning and decluttering series. And so there might be some stuff I've had, um, three different guests come on so far. I've got two more guests in the coming two weeks. So that could be really helpful. We're kind of still in the midst of this spring cleaning and decluttering series, but they share their different tips and tricks for cleaning or decluttering or organizing that you might find helpful. The one this past week, Lisa Lazat came on and shared, um, she does like a nightly reset where she just touches her home and all these different areas every single night, you know, in the, in the, 30 minutes to an hour before bed. So maybe it could look like something like that. I shared um, just today, actually, a podcast episode came out about how I clean my house once a week and what that looks like for my routine. So that could be a really great way for you to get new ideas to maybe expand upon um, what, what you maybe already had in place, but also looking to habit stack could be a really good idea for you. And, um, I think Tracy Silliker shared about that, um, two weeks ago on the podcast, a little bit more about habit stacking and what that looks like in terms of, um, just adding, or maybe it was Lisa, maybe both of them spoke about it, (laughs) but, um, about taking a habit that you already have, like a trigger from baby being fed or baby going down for bed or, um, husband getting home from work, find something that's already a habitual thing in your life and tacking on something else to that so that it all just flows a lot smoother. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, goodness, I feel like we can keep talking on here because I've got, I've got so much more I want to share with you. Um, but for the sake of time, I want to be respectful of your time and everybody else's time. You can, ask questions right here in the community. If you're struggling with something, don't hesitate to just post up and say, Hey, any tips on this? Or how do you guys do X, Y, or Z? Um, I can come on there and answer ladies in the community. Um, my team can come on and answer and we're not only to help you with the practical and tactical, but to help you with the encouragement and the mindset behind it all as well. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate this and it is very helpful. I will be trying new things and I will keep you guys updated on how that goes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Let us know how it goes, um, with the phones and the conversation with your spouse and, um, and any other questions that you have, don't hesitate to ask. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, show of hands, how many of y'all are just like Emily, where you say, this is the thing, you know, you're a new mom or something like that is glaring in the face. But in reality, there's a lot of other stuff at play, like 
unhealthy boundaries, staying up too late on your phone, distractions like social media or checking email that is actually standing in the way of your relationship with God. I know you're not alone. That's why we are doing this Connect with God Consistency Challenge starting September 18th. Jump inside now. I cannot wait to see you, sister.